I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Kitchen Garden offers down-to-earth advice from the finest minds in gardening to make sure you get the tastiest produce from your plot. Packed every month with hints and tips on growing your own fruit and veg, it's perfect for beginners and experts alike. We have seven different offers available, exclusive to our podcast listeners, so there's something for every budget. And don't forget that all subscribers are eligible to sign in to our subs club on the Kitchen Garden website. So go to www.classicmagazines.co.uk forward slash kg229 for all the details. Top Tomatoes I always remember my granddad growing tomatoes in his old greenhouse when I was a child. The thought reminds me of summer, with hours spent in the warm sun picking the ripe fruit, and it brings a huge smile to my face even now. I don't have many gardening friends who don't grow at least one type of tomato, be it in a hanging basket at the front of the house or as a cordon in the greenhouse. There is certainly a type of tomato for every situation and for every taste. Garden tomatoes, the ones you and I grow and eat, Solanum lycopariscum, are part of the nightshade family, the same as aubergines and potatoes. There are literally hundreds of varieties, all with different growth habits and differing uses. That's why it's best to decide what you will use your tomatoes for before you start to grow them. I like to grow a whole mix of types and varieties as they come in handy for so many dishes, be it a sweet cherry for snacking from a basket to a huge cooker to make pasta sauces. Most people are now used to the idea that different potatoes are best used for different things, be it mash, chips or jackets. Well, tomatoes are pretty much the same, with smaller, sweeter varieties being great for snacking and salads, while the larger, savoury types are bland and spongy when eaten raw, yet they transform into amazing sauces and soups when cooked. Starting off. Starting your seeds off couldn't be easier. Tomatoes aren't really that fussy as long as you have a sunny windowsill for them. I normally use modules to start my seeds off in, simply because you can get more seedlings in a smaller space rather than using pots. I sow one or two seeds per module, making sure they're moist before putting them in a propagator on a sunny, south-facing windowsill or in a heated greenhouse if you are lucky enough to own one. 
At this time of year, you really do need to provide the sunniest place you can for the seedlings, or they may become leggy and weak. This isn't always a problem for cordon tomatoes, but can cause issues for bush varieties, which you want to be stocky and strong. As your seeds begin to sprout, it's best to remove the weakest, allowing the stronger seed to grow unhindered in its module. A handy tip for growing on a windowsill is to turn the plants every day. This prevents them from leaning towards the sun and getting damaged by curtains or blinds. The last thing you want to do is snap the stalk of your tomato plant. Sow from a slice. Another method for growing tomatoes, especially if you save your own seed, is to grow from a slice of ripe fruit. All you do is slice the tomato thinly so that it looks like you are preparing it for a sandwich. You then either place it on a piece of kitchen paper or greaseproof paper and let it dry on a windowsill for a couple of weeks. This slice can then be stored in a labelled envelope and planted easily the following year. To grow from the slice, simply put it in a pot of compost, cover with more compost, and keep moist again on a sunny windowsill. When all the seedlings begin to grow, just prick them out into their own pots, and you should have several seedlings from just one slice of tomato. This is a really fun and easy way to get kids growing tomatoes. Leggy seedlings. When it comes to potting up tomatoes, depending on the sunlight levels they have had, they may be a little leggy or stretched. Thankfully, tomatoes are one of the few crops which can be planted deeper than usual. What you can do is plant the young tomato quite deep, even snipping off its bottom leaf and having the soil level come over this. This type of planting not only stops the plant being so leggy, but it also means the first fruiting branch will be lower on the plant, allowing more tomatoes to be produced from the one plant. The stalk of the plant will then produce extra roots, so that the plant will be stronger and able to access more goodness from the soil. Trenching. If you wanted to go one step further, you could trench your tomatoes. This method of growing involves laying the plant horizontally in a trench, with the growing tip sticking out at one end. This tip is grown normally with a cane or string system, training the plant upwards. The plant will also produce another leader from the stem, which is under the ground. So technically, you have two stalks from the one plant. The plant will again produce more roots from the stalk, allowing it to feed this extra plant. Feeding. It is best to start feeding your tomatoes once the first flowers open. There are some who say the first truss or group of tomatoes has to have formed before you should feed, but I believe as soon as they flower, they need more food to produce a larger crop. There are plenty of tomato feeds to choose from on the market, but I like to make my own comfrey tea, as this always works well for me. I then leave the residue from the comfrey tea on the top of the soil around the tomatoes. This allows even more goodness to be incorporated into the soil. Remember that comfrey tea is for anything that flowers or fruits, whereas nettle tea is for anything leafy and green. So not your tomatoes. Harvesting. When it comes to harvesting your tomatoes. You'll find there is no better taste than a sun-warmed tomato straight from the vine. It's simply bliss. 
Ripe tomatoes normally need to be removed from the vine as soon as possible, otherwise you run the risk of them splitting. Tomatoes which split, suffer blossom end rot or cat face, are misshapen, are usually not watered consistently, so make sure your plants are always constantly moist to avoid problems. Some tomatoes will store better than others. In fact, some are bred with this in mind. European larder tomatoes are varieties which can store for several months because of their thicker skin. This makes them ideal for cooking and soups. One variety which is particularly good is Long Keeper, which can stay fresh until December, meaning you can serve homegrown tomatoes fresh on Christmas Day. There are also pocketbook-type tomatoes. These are cherry tomatoes which merge together as they grow, looking very strange to our eyes, yet back when they were popular in Europe, people would have pulled a few pieces off to eat and left the rest for a snack later in the day. Blight Blight is normally the biggest problem for tomato growers. With this disease, brown patches appear on the leaves and fruit. It kills the plants within a matter of days, which could mean no harvest at all from all your hard work. Normally only a problem on outdoor varieties, blight has now begun to move inside and become an issue on tunnel and greenhouse-grown plants too. There are a few tolerant varieties which can cope with blight better than others, such as Fantasia F1 and Lizzano F1. However, if you suffer from blight year after year, you are probably best to go for a blight-resistant variety such as Crimson Crush F1 or Mountain Magic F1. These varieties will all show signs of blight, normally up to 30%, yet they will often grow through the problem, so don't dispose of the plants as they should manage to provide a crop. If your plants do suffer from blight, be sure to dispose of affected plants, otherwise it will quickly spread to the rest of your crop. Tomato moth Tomato moth caterpillar is also becoming more of a problem, especially tomatoes grown inside. The moth lays eggs which turn into large green or brown caterpillars with a taste for the fruit. They can decimate a crop very quickly, so keep an eye out for the telltale sign of their presence – their large, round poo will be all over the leaves. Simply remove the caterpillars and dispose of them as you see fit. If you keep chickens, they can provide a nice treat for the birds. I have noticed that growing marigolds and basil alongside my tomatoes has reduced the problem this year. I sprinkled a mix of red and green basil, which came in handy when I cooked the tomatoes, as they are the perfect partners. Like my granddad used to say, if they grow together, they go together. I also used Indian marigold, kushi, to deter pests with its strong smell. This seemed to work better than the French varieties and it gave me lots of very big flowers to use in vases around the house. When harvesting your tomatoes, it's best to give yourself at least a few hours to prepare your bounty. I like to make sauces, soups and chutney, along with drying some for use during the winter as sun-dried tomatoes. The perfect reminder of long, hot summer days spent on the plot. Making passata Tomato passata has to be one of the easiest things to make from your glut. Simply cook all your ripe tomatoes, 
preferably the more savoury ones, in a large pan with a little olive oil and salt and pepper. When they have all broken down, leave them to cool and then pass through a passata maker, which will remove the skin and seeds, leaving you with a thick sauce, which is ideal to use as a base for soups or pasta dishes. Passata also freezes very well, so you can use it all year round. 4. Top Toms to Grow 1. Sugar Plum Raisin F1 A brand new breakthrough in tomato breeding, this variety gives you masses of very sweet, small red fruit, which can be left to dry on the vine. When left on the vine, 8 out of 10 of the fruit will begin to dry, forming sun-blushed tomatoes, perfect to store in jars of olive oil. The fruits concentrate their taste and sweetness as they dry, becoming incredibly sweet, almost like a chewy sweet. Perfect for tomato lovers and kids alike. Available from www.dobies.co.uk. Plants only as they are so new. 2. Lizzano F1 this variety produces gorgeous, bright red, baby cherry-sized fruit with a vigorous, trailing, semi-determinate habit. Abundant crops of sweet-tasting fruits. This variety is the most blight-tolerant tomato on the market. Available from www.kingsseeds.com 3. Patio Plum Perfect for the window box. A very short-jointed, determinate or bush variety, producing an abundance of small trusses, each bearing three to five grape-like cherry tomatoes. With a maximum height of 45 centimetres, or 18 inches, and a spread of 30 centimetres, 12 inches. Best grown singly in a two-litre pot on a windowsill, in a conservatory, or even outside. The delicious, well-balanced flavour of the fruits makes them a tasty snack. I first saw this at RHS Chatsworth. It's a stunner. Available from www.penardplants.com 4. Crimson Crush F1 As well as its ability to shrug off even the worst blight, Crimson Crush F1 will provide great yields of exceptionally fine-tasting, large, round tomatoes, each weighing up to 200 grams. Bred for outdoor growing, it's the tomato that everyone should be planting this year. Plants can still show infection, up to 10-15% to 15 of leaves, stems, etc., without affecting fruit quality or yield. However, they seem to have the resistance to be able to grow away from the attack. Available from www.suttons.co.uk 